0: Hello and welcome along to this week's episode of The Rodcast with me, Paul Johnson. Thanks for joining us. I hope you're well. I hope you're good. Summer's well and truly here now and there's mackerel being caught everywhere. There's bass coming up left, right and centre. A brilliant time to be fishing. Coming up on today's show, as freshwater fishing guru, the man who's forgotten more than I've ever learned about fishing, Mr. Nate Green, he's telling us how to go fishing for prime Rudd. How to catch the biggest Rudd you've ever caught in your life. That's coming up in our Species section of today's show. And coming up later on the Tackle on Test, we are going to be testing a lovely little budget reel. I've got it here in front of me. And that is the wonderful, I think, Silkline Vega or Silkline Viga, whichever way you choose to pronounce it, that's the Viga 60 FD, and I took it up the beach, and it's the reel I coupled with my budget spinning rod, the Stiffy, last week on the show. So I'll tell you how this reel performed later in the tackle on test feature. So welcome along, one and all, to this week's
1: Rodcast.
0: Okay, on the Rodcast now, it's time for the Tackle on Test feature, my favourite bit of the show, where I give a little review on a little reel that I've been given this week. You can hear it there. Very nice. And it's quietly turning in my hand. So, before we go into this lovely Tackle on Test feature, let me tell you a little bit about this company called Lioner Effie, or Lioner Effie. SPA, however you choose to pronounce it. They are an Italian company, actually, and they say on their website that they're a leader in the design and manufacture of fishing tackle, and it's been operating for 35 years now, since 1980, actually. It says that we've continually increased its experience, and thanks to many studies and research and improvements, Lionafia has become one of the most important Italian fishing tackle traders and they are quite a good quality company. The company is well established. It exports all over the world um, into Africa, into America and into the GB and all across Europe. So Lenaffi are really quite a company to be reckoned with. And this is the um, Lenaffi Silkline Vega and it's a 60FD model. It's a kind of 2000 to 3000 size spinning reel if you like, comes straight out of the box looking quite nice in silver and black. I can't really tell you I paid for this because I did get it a bit trade trade. You know I mean, but I would imagine you could pick these up in the shop or online for about 15 to 20 pounds. It's a cracking little reel Very well made, very smooth as a little spinning reel should be. I've got quite a nice line lay on this by the look of it. But it wasn't until I got it up the beach the other day I tested it with my lures and my spinning rod that I can tell you how it performed. And I did enjoy fishing with this reel. I put it on my new spinning rod, which is my WSB Stiffy, my eight foot spinning rod, which I acquired, which is nice and light. And this reel, the 60FD by Lenaffy actually fitted nicely onto that reel seat. Didn't have to screw it down too much, it was very nice. One thing that always bugs me when I buy a new reel though, I look at it and they always tend to 95% of the time they tend to have the handle on the left hand side of the reel as you look at so you would put it on your rod and you'd have to turn your handle with your left hand now there's an argument about this i know some people call me cack-handed in fact a lot of people call me cack-handed as a fisherman but i prefer the handle on the right hand side of the reel Um, but it's not a problem with the silk line because on this occasion just unscrew the little black plastic nut there which is quite well built and it's quite a nice firm nut change the handle around and put it on the right hand side so i can then turn the reel with my strongest hand which is my right hand and i can support the rod with my so-called weakest hand which is my left hand and i fish all the way through my fishing gear like that it might be just me other people say it's weird other people say oh no i do that as well but i'm a right-handed person and i tend to have my winder on all my reels on my right hand i think it goes back to the days where i used to have cheap gear when i was a kid and you really did need a really good strong hand to turn the reel you know maybe down dover admiralty pier pulling up mackerel and um, i wouldn't be able to turn it with my left hand so i, I always had my reel handle on the right hand side um, but i brought this reel to go along with my spinning rod just last week so i was excited to give it a try and it's got a nice little front drag on there And it really is the perfect size for me as a spinning reel. I don't like spinning reels to be too small because, after all, I spin in the sea and off of rocks and things. And I don't want a reel that's going to be too small and weak because quite often when you're spinning, you pick up a five or six pound bass, then you're going to need a decent reel to reel that in. So this reel is about the right size, just bigger than my hand uh, in diameter and in length, which is quite nice. And it's a good weight to it it's not a heavy reel it comes loaded with 18 pound line as well just perfect for me i took it up to a rocky little place where i fish um, on the kent coast and i did put a little leader on this i put a little braided leader on it because i was by the rocks and i was flicking out lures and at this time of the year there's quite a few people around but uh luckily enough when i went out there there wasn't um, but i still had the leader on and I was fishing with this reel with 25 and 30 gram lures, and it really did cast well and loaded well. Now, as far as what line the actual reel capacity holds, how much line it holds, this is uh 155 yards of 18 pound line, 125 yards of 20 pound line, about 90 yards of, of 35 pound line. Really, I've got 18 pounds on this, so I've got 150 five yards to play with but i don't i'm not going to be casting lures 155 yards anyway so that's not a problem mainly when i'm lure fishing and i'm spinning because of the weight of the lure you're only looking at throwing this this reel as a cast distance of about 60 yards which it did admirably actually uh and i like the way the reel moved i can move the rod in conjunction with this reel because it's light i can move the lure around to make it look realistic. Unfortunately on that day uh I that's twice i blanked spinning I didn't get any bass, but it gave me an idea of how this reel would perform. Uh, I fished with it for about three hours actually and because it's light I didn't have any arm aches or any problems that. Nice uh really for what price of this really is quite a nice looking little reel both in silver and black little bit plasticky on the bail arm uh, I suppose that's part of the territory when you get sort of budget of course the bail fairly thin, but looks of quite good quality, as I say, we're looking at a price point here, fifteen twenty pounds, or thereabouts, so really not top notch reel by a long shot. The drag at the front here is um actually plastic, not a metal drag, and again, as I say, on this budget, you know for a spinning reel, it's a good little reel to buy. It might be that this reel sets you off on your spinning journey, and it might have been that you start off with this reel and then move up to something a bit better as you sort of acquire your skills as a spinning angler, which I must confess I haven't uh, quite mastered yet. But I have used other reels for spinning, um, such as the Shimano range and the Ninjas, and obviously it's not quite as good as them, but there again, they're a lot of money. But for starting off as a spinning reel, I really like this reel. Not catching a fish on it yet, um, it's difficult for me to say exactly how good the reel is. Obviously, handle and everything from what I can go by spins nicely. You can move your reel hand round with the reel stiffness at so all. That uh, if you did get a big fish on it, then uh, hopefully it would uh, do the job for you. And I don't see why. Um, it's called the Silk Line Veiga and it's by Laneffi. it's the 60FD and uh, if you're fishing on a budget or you just want to get into spinning, um, no reason why you couldn't try this reel up the beach or on the rocks spinning. I would suggest also if you're a, quite a big freshwater fisherman, you could load this with about 8 or 9 pound line and use it as a freshwater carp reel. I don't see any problem with that at all that is the silk line Veiga 60 FD, and uh, it's not a bad little rule for its cost thanks steve for supplying it to me. if you like this podcast then why not check out one of our other amazing create
2: podcasts if you just want a good laugh then check out the weekly roast
0: listen Listen, bitch. Oh, Listen make, make, make an entrance. I'm a week off sugar. I, I will, I will fly <laughs> to the UK and I will cut you both.
2: <laughs> for the more cultured ones among you, join Laura Wright for music in my life. <laughs> yeah. yeah, let's go. <laughs> I'm so <laughs> glad no one can see me right now because I'm doing. I was doing some weird dance moves. <laughs> yeah, then, yeah. Prefer a deep chat? Connie's got you covered on how are you? The well-being podcast. i just became a lot more productive and happier Uh and for me like that's just worth it the weekly roast music in my life and how are you just three more podcasts to feast your
1: ears on find them wherever you found this podcast
0: Righto, here we are again on the Rodcast, and oh my word, summer's really kicking in now, isn't it lovely? Love it. I love the summer. I don't want to be ever to be winter again. Um, And uh, of course, I've noticed, as the days get warmer and things, up my little little lake, it's not my little lake, sounds a bit pretentious, doesn't it, having my own lake, but the little lake where I live, where I can actually fish on, my little carp lake, um, it's absolutely teeming with... Roach and rudd, and when I'm catching them, to be honest, I can't. I, I don't know the difference between a roach and a rud both got pinky fins, haven't they? And they both look very similar. Got but red bins, Nate's yeah. here to sort that out with us. How Hi you guys? doing, All right, yeah, good,
2: thank <laughs> you. Um, so yeah, the, largely the differences start coming out of them when they're bigger, when they're tiny little things, they are quite hard to tell, tell apart. Oh, yeah. The key difference is, is that with a rud the bottom lip will extend over the top lip, so the mouth sort of faces upwards. Oh yeah with a roach the the top lip actually comes over the bottom lip, but the mouth faces sort of more forwards, so oh. it shows that rud are more like upper layers and surface feeders naturally yeah whereas um, roach are deeper down rudd, rudd yeah. tend to be yeah. like up in the water but also on the bottom mm. Rud tend to be up surface layers and um, rudd tend tend to go a more golden color although that's not actually a rule you know they that you can get rud that are the color of roach get roach that are the color of rod yeah but generally Rudd are more sort of golden whereas roach are more like a silvery blue color
0: yeah what i find about these two species is that they are very similar in shape as well so yeah. they're not like one's got one's broader or one's more yeah. narrow they're when i catch them i don't know is it yeah, Rudd, when know? they
2: when they get quite a lot bigger rod do tend to be a little bit deeper, whereas ropes will be like longer and slimmer. Right, yeah. But there's not much difference in them. No. They're very closely related.
0: And I suppose the colouring depends on their environment to a certain degree. A little bit, yeah. I, I, yeah. I used to go many years ago up the, the Norfolk Broads as a kid, every year up to Winterton or Alton Broad or Hemsby, all around the Norfolk Broads. And of course, whilst I was on holiday, well, you know, always going to have a fish, and you know? I and I used to fish in the in the Broads, and that's one of the main species they teeming. Uh, especially because I used to go on holiday in the summer they seem to be a very summer species don't they
2: yeah definitely yeah. they've they're definitely sort of um, become more active when the sun's high in the sky and I think they're quite um, they predominantly feed via sight so in in these sort of particularly in the Cambridgeshire fens and like you say in the Norfolk broad you've got like lots of very clear shallow slow river, flowing river systems yeah very slow yeah um, I think the rod just tend to do really well in those places. Yeah. In the fens in particular in Cambridgeshire, they just get massive. You know?
0: Yeah, I could always find them uh, in, in certain areas of the Broads where it's quite narrow, uh, where the narrow boats used to go up. And you can look at the water and you can think, hmm, that's roachy. You know you're going to get roachy in that spirit because it's yeah, still definitely. and it's it's quite dark. The colouring's quite dark. And you know that when you're dangling, especially on a pink maggot, I suppose, they love that, don't they? Uh,
2: it's funny how, as anglers, you see a bit of water and you think of a species of fish yeah, based yeah. on it, you know. But definitely, even when I've been, like, you know, for instance, if I'm chub fishing on a, on a day's river fishing, and I'll see a swim and I'll go, oh, it looks so roachy, that yeah, swim. Like, that's it. Yeah. You know, and I might not even be thinking of roach, but I might have a, have a quick go for a roach because it yeah. looks so roachy.
0: Yeah, and you see, like, a, a little... Uh, a bit of a flow and some crops of rocks. You think, well, it's a bit perchy. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> we're mad, don't we? People don't understand. They all think we're balmy. But um, yeah, it's 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 very much in the same with the sea fishing as well. You know, I look at inlet creeks like a cool, oh, that's bass sea. Mm, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's going to be some bass sniffing around out there. Or if I'm in a you know in a marina or something, of oh, course, cool, sure, there's going to be some mullet around here. Yeah, and then
2: you inevitably know. you you chuck out and catch. Some other species, absolutely that you nothing, about. yeah, or yeah. nothing in or my nothing, case,
0: yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, I know that they're a sort of summer species because ridiculous. I mean, I fish up this little lake here where I live, and in the winter, forget it, I don't catch any rud, any roach. I can dangle a maggot out there all day, and I'll get nothing. Yet, yeah. come into the summer, whether it's the water temperature, would that be making it? Yeah, it's I think weird. so. Yeah, and,
2: and daylight hours as well. I think yeah. that I think a lot of people are realising that daylight hours are something that plays a big part in fish behavior
0: and the weirdest thing about these ones these rud, these rud is that they're just not there um and then in the summer there's hundreds of them yeah they're quite prolific aren't they yeah i mean you, yeah. it's quite weird i mean i know you're being a specimen you're probably yeah, specimen so hunter like, you uh, want to go for biggies don't you but, i
2: am after a big one but i'm just but, able to catch a few as a species i think most people's experience of them is like you know the the fish that's present in their thousands when you're trying to catch something else yeah yeah and yeah. um, but you know when you clap your eyes on a two pound plus rod it's yeah. like an amazing thing to look at yeah i think most people's experience of rod you wouldn't often see a rud over about like six ounces or half a pound but you know that would be a sort of sizable one yeah so when you see one that's like above two pounds like not a foot long yeah it's
0: amazing they just
1: You know, I mean, I only caught one.
0: I've only ever caught one fairly large one up at Alton Broad, and it was that big. I because I've been catching roach all day, maggots really, and float fishing. You know, Um, but the one I did catch, and I remember it being as big as my dad's hand. I was only a kid, so you know, six seven inches long, I suppose. And it was so big, I actually thought it was a a bream. Yeah, because the the freshwater breams a little bit like that you know quite close to yeah, that sort of shape be, yeah. so i probably just wrote it off as all oh, that's a big bream. it might have been a it might have been a ratted, a pinky fin. so but, yeah um... especially
2: it does depend where you're catching them like in in you know in like a murky sort of day ticket commercial fishery you, the colors are a bit more muted so yeah again it gets harder to tell the difference between like a roach and a rud again because the colors are so similar but when you catch them in these crystal clear waterways I keep going back to the the Cambridgeshire fens, it's such a beautiful area of the country. Yeah, it's beautiful. And um, the the water is tap clear, like yeah. tap clear. You you drift along there on a little boat, a little inflatable boat, and you can see every inch of the bottom, every nice. every bit of weed, every lily pad. And pretty much every fish. And wow. they are the most ridiculous deep golden colour. Really? The, the yeah, fins yeah. are. You actually use the fins. When you're trying to spot for these fish, yeah you're looking for fish again, a little bit like we were talking about the chub, yeah, and um, you're you're actually looking for the little flashes of red from the fins. that's what first sort of gets your eye into like seeing the fish, yeah, and they're just beautiful blood, red fins, and these
0: ridiculous
2: yeah. golden color, you know? yeah but yeah. that comes from the from the really clear water, and they get to be as beautiful as they get to,
0: yeah, and uh tackle wise, this is just basic, isn't it? Any freshwater rod would do, wouldn't it?
2: Yeah, float rods. Quite, Floats, you know, yeah. a, a dedicated
0: float rod. Six pound rod. line, and eight pound
2: line. I'm talking about when I go, generally I'm taking my little inflatable boat out with me. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and because you're fishing from a boat, you don't need a long rod. You're fishing with like a 10 or 11 foot waggler rod. Um, yep. It doesn't have to be an expensive one. You're not necessarily casting a long way. So, so really, you know, it lends itself to, to, to any little sort of float rod, really. If you're yeah. fishing from the bank on in these same situations, you might want a bit more of a specialist tool, like a longer rod, for instance. because yep. Yeah. You know, you might want to control your line from a bit further out and things like that. But but from yeah. a boat, you're you're going to be quite close to the fish anyway, and pretty yeah. much on top of them. Yeah. And a lot of it on these fens is that is you'll be sort of drifting your float ar- away on the flow. Yeah, it's nice. So like you're that. almost yeah. trotting. There's there's very little flow on these river systems, mm. but you're you're kind of like trotting down. Sometimes you're fishing on the surface as well. You're fishing a bit of bread flake that's actually floating. Oh, yeah, they'll so, take that as well. So they'll yeah. take that
0: as well, wow. yeah. Yeah, because roach don't... You wouldn't have thought the roach to be a kind of surface feeding
1: fish. No, I mean, they, tend to they, be down will. Deep, they yeah. will on occasion, yeah. but generally... But rather tend to come up the, for it. From the surface, yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah, which is probably indicative of the little lake up here I talk about, only because of my experience of it, is that in the summer, if you throw, you know, a bit of bread out or some sweet corn, um, you will see lots of fish coming up for it, and they're not all carp, obviously. Yeah. Probably the rudder having a little go at that as well. Yeah. And they quite often break it the can, surface. like,
2: you know, I'm talking about, like, on paper, like, the fish's sort of characteristics on paper, but yeah. um, obviously certain circumstances. Yeah. Uh, you know, a roach will come up in the water for bait in certain situations, just like a, you know, you'll sometimes catch a, a pike on a... Or boiler, you know, is it sometimes yeah, things happen no and shouldn't that? happen and they and that's, you know,
0: different things. That's the wonderful thing about fishing though. Yeah. Um they've got quite a small mouth. What size hook would you use for a rud?
2: Yeah, um depend depends really on the bait you're using. Yeah. You know, if you're in a situation where
0: I mean maggots are their favourite yeah, so,
2: yeah, maggots are brilliant for them, yeah. but they're also brilliant for catching the tiny ones. So if you're yeah. in a situation where you might catch a two pound rud, but there's Thousand little tiny ones. You before you float even it's the water. Yeah, you wouldn't want yeah. to be fishing a tiny hook and a, a maggot because you're just limiting your chances of that big one Yeah, and um, on the fens that I was talking about when we we're fishing Specifically fishing for the big rod up there tend to use like a size 10 hook right. Um, right. 10 or 12 with like a big lump of bread on it
0: Okay, um, it keeps the diddlers either, away
2: Either bread flake like sinking um, hmm. But still quite high up in the water like you're only fishing it like 18 inches to yeah. 2 foot yep. deep um, or you're actually fishing on the surface mm. but i wouldn't have a problem with going up to like a size eight hook um, with like a when you're fishing on the surface for them nice because yeah. you're fishing with a relatively big bait and they've got a small mouth but you know they get it fish of over a pound and a oh. half has got a big enough mouth for that you know
0: yeah one of the things that never never ceases to amaze me in the in a fishing world is that the, the size of hooks that small fish can get on yeah it's just i mean sea fishing is ridiculous I and mean, you'll get a tiny little pin white in on a four o, you know. <laughs> how the hell did he even do that? Yeah, it's you almost know?
2: strategic, isn't it? <laughs> you know, wind themselves down onto the hook. Yeah, it's I'm insane.
0: Kidding. I don't know how they do it, but yeah, because in freshwater, I've always been a little bit cautious about you know using hooks that are too big, Um, you know. But of late, I've learned quite a lot about now. They do take you know even some of these, as you say, the roach and the rad. Yeah, we'll get it, comes, on it. it
2: comes back to yeah. that thing that I'm always banging on about of being like as efficient as you can, you know, why yeah. if you're fishing at a big lump of bread, the the hook's completely masked in that bait anyway yeah. and, and the bread goes all soggy in the water. So when the fish takes the bait in, you know, your hook's there, you may as well use a decent sized hook that's gonna yeah. hold the fish. And it's easier to get it Why out, would yeah. you risk losing a fish of a lifetime because you put like a size twenty hook on it? It doesn't yeah. make sense, you know, if no. you're fishing a bigger bait. But the flip side of that is, if conditions are tough and times are tough and you're struggling for a bite, that might be the time that you scale down and all smaller bait, yeah. you know, maybe go down to maggots or whatever.
0: Especially if you're match fishing I mean, a, yeah. a, a whole keep net full of roach and rugs gonna could win the day, couldn't yeah, exactly it? Exactly that. Exactly
2: yeah. that. Yeah. It's, just, it's all about finding the trick that's yeah. gonna work
0: on the day. Yeah. On like dace. I mean, if you're if you're in a match and you want a load of weight, just go tiller snatching for dace. Yeah, hundred mile an hour until you fill your net. up. Yeah, better to <laughs> catch hundred a... little things than nothing Absolutely, at all. No? Absolutely, yeah, that's the way to go. But that's rud. Rudd. Yeah, interesting little things. Light tackle, good fun. And uh, if you fancy going for Rudd, go for it. That's the way to get them. They, I like the the, the, the Ruds and the Roaches because they're kind of like common man, aren't they? Yeah, they like the underdog, aren't pe- they? Yeah, they're like the people's fish. Yeah. You yeah. know, on the rivers and lakes. You know, let's go. I mean, I take this some grandkids up to the lake. And it's nothing better than having the grandkids out there putting some fairly small hooks on and just headless snatching for roach and Rudd because the kids can actually catch a fish. You know they're going to yeah. catch, don't you? And they get you into know. it and they reel it in. And to them, you know, a fish that's two inches long on a rod they can feel it. It's if, good fun.
2: If you know, I've always said if if a kid's first fish is a twenty pound carp, you know, yeah, they'll be right. excited by that. But yeah. then they won't be excited by anything else they catch until yeah. they catch bigger than a twenty pound carp. You know. Right. Yeah, I think yeah. it's important to start off on the float tackle on the small fish.
0: And, yeah, get them used to catching yeah. and feeling that fish on there. And... But
2: there's something about catching big sized specimen of these smaller oh, fish yeah. that just feels different to catching like a huge carp or, you know, catching a two pound rud. I I actually struggled for a long time to catch my first two pound rud. And when I got it, it was magical, you know, and they just look insanely big. Mm. It just... You're
0: just so used to seeing tiny little ones. You know. Yeah, there you go, the rud. We love rud. They're good fish to catch. Uh, fish of the people for like, beginners and uh, other more advanced eggs as well. Good fish. Very pretty fish as well. Uh, next week, what we're talking about, I'm so excited, what we're talking about next week with Nate, if you join us again, is we're going to be floater fishing. Is that right? Yep. Yeah. Floater fishing with Nate. Uh, we'll be talking about floater fishing for carp. And that's surface fishing next week on the Rodcast. So join us then if you want to top up your carp skills. Cheers, mate. No worries. Thanks. Well, that's all we've got time for on this week's Rodcast. I hope you've enjoyed the show. Thanks for joining us. We hope you enjoyed Nathan's expert knowledge on catching the rudd and my little review on the cheap FD Viger Reel. Well it's been ahead of a week what with all the thunderstorms and the lightning we've had, but I do hope you can get out and do some fishing next week. Don't forget, the Rodcast is out every Thursday, so tell your mates to make a date with the Rodcast. And join us again next week.